Blog Talk Radio. I'm 
what up? What it do? It's your boy What's Shields. What it do? The most electrifying man of internet radio is here. We got a supersized edition of, of of this sports show known as Skybox. I'm ready to get into it. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do this. All right, we can get right in. we can get right into it. So we'll get right into it. We're gonna get into the quick three in just a second, but uh we'll we'll get into it right now. Uh the quick three, as many of y'all know, the quick three is the uh three uh sports stories that or, you know, somewhat making headlines, and so I wanted to bring it to you guys. So the first one has to, is coming from the world of wrestling. Um, former five-time Intercontinental Champion Wade Barrett, uh, according to numerous sources, has given his notice to WWE that he will not uh, renew his contract when it comes up um, to its end in this summer. Um, Barrett, as I just mentioned, a five-time Intercontinental Champion and also a recent King of the Ring winner, but a lot of issues in terms of his visa as well as numerous injuries have played what has been what could have been a very promising career for the uh, man out of Preston, England. Um, as you know, he started he signed his contract back in 2006 but didn't hit the main roster until 2010. At first, he was part of the um, the original NXT uh, idea before he became the leader of the Nexus. Uh, and, again, he would enjoy five reigns as Intercontinental Champion, but no other real success. So come June or July of this year, sources say that Barrett is leaving the WWE and uh, going to possibly – go elsewhere. Part of the reason why is he does not like his role within the company. Uh, all I can say is you can't how are you gonna not like your role in the company when you're as fragile as you know, when you're as soft as drugstore cotton and, you know, they don't want to wow. push you when you you know, they don't want to push you and then you turn around and you you know, you, you hurt something and you're out for like six five four or five months and then what? Soft as drugstore Cotton. Yes, I went like, there. Yeah, I, I've noticed. Like, clearly you have no chill. Nope. Nope. Oh, I've been hanging my. around you. And, I've been hanging around you and the rest of the crew too long. I have no chill now. Wow. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on this. to. All right. Well, let's let's move on to the second quick three uh, story, which is. Uh, Ronda Rousey on uh, tu- Tuesday this past week uh, broke her silence for the first time since her devastating knockout loss uh, to Holly Holm this past November for the Women's Bantamweight Championship. Uh, Ronda Rousey made an appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show mostly to promote her um, her recent appearance uh, on Sports Illustrated and said that she considered she briefly considered suicide after she was defeated by knockout to the underdog home uh in that in the main event. Uh she said on her interview with uh, Ellen on Tuesday, it was an emotional interview, quote, honestly, I was sitting in the corner of the post fight medical room. It was like what am I what am I anymore if I'm not this? Uh she also wanted to say I was literally sitting there thinking about killing myself. Um, she said that if it wasn't for her boyfriend, 
and his divorce, devotion, her boyfriend being a fellow UFC fighter, Travis Brown, uh, she probably would have did it. She said to her, she said during the interview also, quote, I looked up at him, and I was just like, I need to have his babies. I need to stay alive. Uh, since her devastating loss, which in, which uh, was her first profession, her lo- first loss in UFC, um, she has been all over the place. She hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, she co-starred with Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen in a Bud Light commercial that aired during the Super Bowl, and she appeared in body paint on one of three covers for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Um, so she's been doing a lot. But, I mean, it's, that's a bit of a notable story because of the fact that Rousey's father uh, committed suicide when she was just eight years old. The reason why I wanted that to be a story is because people need to realize that, you know, things like that, it's real out here. And anything can trigger something like that, you know. <clears throat> All righty then. Uh Trying to think. Um, yeah. Um, honestly, I think all all of those talks came like after she realized that she can be beaten. Yeah, I mean, I think she did realize. You know, she can't. I mean, she was a victim of her own hype. Yeah, she was. She was. I mean, she she finally she finally got humble and she didn't know what to do do with it because her all this hype that she had going into every fight. I mean, she thought she was untouchable. Now it's like she suffered her first L, and I don't want to say she's struggling trying to adapt to adapt to it, but. Like right now, I don't. Right now, she needs to, you know, take some time off before she thinks about a rematch. Also, she needs to work on her actual striking game because everybody knows. I mean, Ronda is not really a boxer. I mean, right? If you actually watched her, you know she she can't be taken off her feet. She's not. Her footwork is not really the best. It never really was. I mean, it was never one of her. Strong suits. So when she does decide to go for the rematch against Holly Holm, she will actually, I would suggest that she will actually take some some uh, training in boxing and footwork. Well, technically, you won't get that from boxing anyway. But like, just get that get that boxing trainer in you. I mean, I'm sure she could find someone willing to train her to work on her boxing to be able to match Holly Holm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she's, you know, working out a way, you know what I'm saying, she'll work out a way to be able to be ready for that rematch whenever it does happen. And um, it is a very, very sad and tragic um, tragic uh, story that comes out of Argentina. Uh, a, refer- a soccer referee was shot and killed on the field by a player who he had dismissed from the game, according to local reports. Uh, according to CNN, uh, Cesar Flores was officiating an amateur match in Cordoba, which is around 700 kilometers northwest of Buenos Aires, 
when he showed an unnamed player a red card. Now, in soccer, a red card means you get the hell out of the game. Like, you're gone. So, apparently... Huh? I said you ejected. Night, night. Go ahead and clock out. Exactly. Exactly. But apparently, the player wasn't, wasn't, you know, he didn't want to go night, night. He was so upset that he went back into the locker room, took a gun from his bag, and returned to the field shooting the 48-year-old Cesar Flores three times in the head, neck, and chest. Um, the suspect is actually, this is what's strange, the person who did it is still at large. And another player was also seriously injured in the shooting, but his wounds are not considered life-threatening. Wow. And people... It, Damn, I didn't know soccer went that hard, dude. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I figured it out uh, a couple of years ago in the World Cup when uh, the guy from France headbutted. Well, he didn't actually headbutt him. He ran the opposing player in the chest. And oh, got, yeah, the uh, battle for France. The, game. the battle yes. for France, yeah, yeah. I remember that battle. <laughs> when I saw that, but when I saw that, I'm like, shit. But that's just that's one thing to headbutt a motherfucker. But when you go out and grab a gun and shoot a motherfucker, a referee on the field, that's another thing. And apparently, this is not the first that this is happening in Latin America. Last year, a referee in an amateur Brazilian match pulled a gun on a player and assaulted him. 2013, a player was stabbed by a referee. <laughs> uh, I just I don't get it. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, uh, it, it should never be that serious where you're considering and taking someone's life or doing that much harm to a person. Yeah. I get, get being competitive, and most people who know me will tell you I'm extremely competitive, but I'm not going to be competitive to the point I'm going to kill you if I, don't, if I don't win or if I get booted or something like that. It's not even that serious. And I'm an extremely competitive person, but, yeah, I'm not going that far. Um, I mean, I'm very competitive. But I will never do anything to that extreme. I, I mean, it's not worth it at the end of the day. I mean, I'm not going to really? put myself in a worse situation than I'm already in. I'm not going to jeopardize my brand that I established over one one call. Like, it is what it is. I mean, it's a part of life. Everybody gets ejected. I mean, well, I ain't going to say everyone, but people get ejected. Right. Right. And finally... Well, those are, that's just a quick three and just a quick couple shout-outs here. Happy birthday, happy 80th birthday to Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown. Jim Brown played nine years with the Cleveland Browns before retiring in 1966 and was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1971 in the same class as Y.A. Tittle and legendary coach Vince Lombardi. So happy birthday to Jim Brown and also happy birthday to Sir, to, to her Sir Aronis himself. Michael Jordan turning 53 Mike. years of age. The man, Michael Jordan's like, resume is legendary. I mean, he was he was one of the best, if not the best, player in his era, in his generation. He pretty much the best player of all time. Uh, Winning multiple um, NBA championships, MVPs, and all that. Now, currently, the um, majority owner of the of an NBA franchise. So happy Yep, Charlotte Hornets. So happy birthday to MJ. Two great guys, two great legends in in this industry in, in in sports. 
Uh, that's a, well. That's our quick three and some more stuff. So, again, we got a super-sized edition of Skybox this this week because we got a lot to talk about, a lot to get to. So, my okay. brother Chills, where should we start off? Where should we start at? You know what? We want to start off with All-Star Weekend. Why not? Bruh. Bruh. Why not? Let's let's really get this over with. You know what? Bruh. You know what? I don't want to stop it. I don't want to stop it yet. Let's okay. go to let's let's do a, a preview of Fast Lane. Okay, we can do a preview of Fast Lane. Wait, let me see if I can get the card. Let me see if I can get the card up here for Fast Lane. I mean, everybody knows what the main event's going to be. The main event's going to be uh, a triple threat match where the winner will uh, face Triple H for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. Uh, Dean Ambrose, the former Intercontinental Champion, uh, Brock Lesnar, the former World Champion, and uh, Roman Reigns, also a former World Champion. And they will be going out in a triple threat match. So what are your thoughts? Well, I already know how you feel about uh, Roman Reigns. So you mean booty we don't head. need to give me that. We don't need to give me that. Ass hair. What are your thoughts on you, that? You, you mean ass hair? You mean ass hair? That's fucked up. <laughs> you mean fucked you up. mean uh, wet air boy? You mean oh Superman punching a spear? One two three. You mean the guy yeah, that, that still guy. comes out to the the guy that still comes out to the shield's entrance and the shield hasn't existed in almost two years. <laughs> what do you think about the match, Shields? Damn it! <laughs> we know you how you oh, feel about Roman Reigns. What oh, do you feel about oh, the match? Oh. You mean the actual match? Oh, yeah, the actual match. Okay. Man. Hey, thank you. You, you. you have the lunatic fringe versus the beast versus. Well, anyway, um, this should be oh, a very goodness. interesting match praying to God that I do see a Dean Ambrose heel turn somewhere into this match. Honestly, I'm praying for it. I'm hoping for it. It will be so needed. My, mm-hmm. I think this match could be something special until the whites interfere in it. I mean, I'm not trying to uh, give out a, spoil, a spoiler alert, but I mean, technically, I kind of see where they're going with this angle, so I do I do predict that the Wyatt's will interfere and cause Brock the match. But I'm, I think this match will be okay at best. I mean, I, of course, I'm rooting for Dean to win it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we all know I think we all know what's going to happen. I think we all know what's going to really happen. But I think it's going to be a very fun match to watch because of the whole aspect of, you know, the lunatic fringe and his mindset and then uh, Brock Lesnar and his mindset. I just, like, I think it's going to be a very entertaining match to watch. I think that, well, you know what? I take that back. It may not be as entertaining as I think it's going to be. Especially because we all know who's going yeah, to end up winning please, it. Please, please, 
please, chat. Don't lie to the audience, please. I know, please. I know, I know. Don't lie I to the audience. <laughs> it's not gonna be as entertaining as I as I think it's gonna be. But I mean, it's gonna be something to watch. It's gonna be interesting to see how Dean Ambrose, you know, can maneuver with you know, Roman Reigns, who, you know, we've all heard with you and JP and everybody else has said about him. And then Brock Lesnar, who has a unique uh, style. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's really interesting to see how Dean Ambrose will 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 work in that kind of environment, a triple threat match and everything like that. Especially given the fact he just dropped the, um, he just dropped the title, the Air Condo Championship, this, this past Monday. Or Raw mm-hmm. to Kevin Owens. Yep. So it's interesting to see where that's going to go. Like I said, I think we all know who's going to win it. It's it's pretty much written the the I mean the writing's on the on the wall, but you know it would be nice. It would be nice. It would be Dean Ambrose that wins, but I don't think he's going to do it. Honestly, here's why I think Ambrose might do it. Because you know most of the time when WWE has a superstar drop a title before a world title match. It's pretty much you pretty much can predict that 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 superstar will be the next world champ. I'm not gonna say is that's what this this is going to happen in this case, but honestly, I'm going to pray for, for that scenario to be true because yeah, we do need a new world heavyweight champion. Someone that actually can put fans in the seat and that bores him while he's trying to while he tries to cut a promo. I'm just saying. Here we go. Here you go. I'm I'm saying though. What was the last time you heard you heard the audience chant boring during a superstar promo? I'm just sitting here waiting for all the Roman stands to start cutting their, cutting the show off right now. <laughs> They're like, we ain't listening to this dude talk about our our guy. You know how they are. They're about worse than um than Beehive stands. Okay, all right, I'm fine. Okay. You know what? You know what? I welcome that. If they dare, if they call in, the number is the number. <laughs> they can call in. The number is three four seven two one five eight five five eight. First one to speak to the host. I welcome that. I dare them to come on here and try to defend Roman Reigns as I tell them why my, I had my dislike for him. I welcome that. Yeah, where you wrestling Beehive fans at? Okay, all right, okay. We're going to move on. I mean, um, you, might as well, you might as well compare them to the same. I mean, Beehive fans, I mean, all Beyonce really is is big hair and shiny dresses. Roman Reigns is pretty much wet hair and... A fucking go see. There you have it. But mm-hmm. well, there's another. There are other matches on the card for Fastlane, such as uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch in a tag match against uh, Tamina and Naomi. Um, I'm looking forward to that match, especially because of the fact you I know you too. got the two two girls from NXT. Yeah, you got the two girls from NXT, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks on one side. You got Naomi Tamini on the other side. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, all I'm going to say is I'm looking forward to the match because, I mean, you know, that's all I can say right now. 
Yeah, we seen a picture of Sasha Banks' boyfriend. Uh, boyfriend, so you might. <laughs> I think that that the every every collect the collective hearts of all of her fans probably broke when that picture hit the internet, though. But whatever. You know what? It's a it's, it's probably a bunch of motherfuckers out there saying, "Damn, I had a chance." No, it's probably I mean, a bunch of motherfuckers out there probably saying, damn, I could have got her when she was regular. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, they probably saying they could have got her before she became, before she, uh, while she, after she became, after she was regular. Yeah. But, you know, but, um, yeah. but I think that, I think that Becky and and and, and Sasha going to win that match, you know what I'm saying? I think they're gonna win that. Yeah, you know, I really do. Because you know they gonna they got to build up her momentum going into going to going into WrestleMania. Yeah, so I think I think Sasha's gonna be next to challenge for the women's championship. And speaking of the women's championship, that will be on the line at Fastlane. Uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, beautiful wife Bree. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about Daniel here on the show uh, last week. After he announced his retirement, uh, Bree will be will be challenging Charlotte for the Divas Championship uh, at Fastlane, and I got a feeling that Bree is not going to walk out with the championship. I don't give a shit like what kind of sympathy they're trying to show because Daniel Bryan retired. They're not going to. I swear to God, they're not going to bestow it upon Bree. I I just don't see that happening. I think Charlotte's going to remain the champion, setting up Charlotte versus Sasha. At WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, WWE, you cannot F this up. You have a you will have a strong card if you actually do this right. I mean, come on now. People don't want to see Brie, Brie, Brie Bella versus anyone. Hell, people people wouldn't even want to see Brie Bella versus her damn shadow. Oh, shit. Let alone <laughs> her in the ring period. Only way you can tell Brie Bella is if her and Dave Bryant leaked a sex tape. Oh, no. <laughs> now, WrestleMania, Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. Oh, that's a guaranteed good draw right there. I mean, you oh, had two, uh, two up-and-coming female wrestlers. Both were, both were in NXT together who have fans following that follow them from NXT to the WWE. I mean, your fans love both, even though Charlotte is a heel right now, but she still has a strong fan base. So, WWE, don't drop the ball on this. Don't go sympathy with Brie Bella because DB can't wrestle no more. I mean, I understand, but it is what it is. I mean, we know Brie is supposed to be leaving soon, but, yeah, it is what it is. I just don't want to see Brie win that Divas Championship because then, like, Brie Bella versus Sasha Banks for the Women's Championship, no. So, like, Charlotte yeah. versus Sasha Banks for the world for the Divas Championship, yes. I can get yeah. with that. I can definitely get with that. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, Intercontinental Championship will be on the line. Kevin Owens, who just won the championship this past Monday in that in that like fatal five way match, what the hell? First off, where the fuck did they come up with that name? Fatal five way, really? Like, come on, yeah, let's be for real. Okay, yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, 
the WWE. The that's that's what we get. Yep. Yes. Right. So Kevin Owens wins it, and he immediately has to defend the championship against Dolph Ziggler. This then that fast lane. Are we? Is, is Kevin? I gotta ask you the question, Chills. Is Kevin Owens gonna be a transitional champion? Um, in this situation, I will hope not. Why? Because the uh, Dolph Ziggler does not need another mid card title for what? This is a guy that has been world heavyweight champion before. So why is he still? Why is he? Why is he limited to mid card mania? Like giving him the IC title does nothing for his career. I mean, all it does is just saying, okay, here, take this title and do something with it. I mean, this is a guy that he's possibly one of the best wrestlers WWE has, but in a hold him now to mid card, no, I mean that's an insult. So honestly, I would I would say that KO does hang on to the IC title until it's his time to step into the main event level. Yeah, I mean I don't know why, but I just had the sinking, sinking feeling that KO is going to be a transitional champion. I mean it's very rare that you get a title change of any kind on free TV. And then you get a, mm-hmm. a, 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 the title change of hands. I mean, I just got a feeling he's going to be a transitional champion. If it's gonna, is it going to happen? Probably not, but I just got a feeling it might. And if it does happen, then, you know, it's – then you got Dolph Ziggler running around with the IC title again. But we'll see. Um, mm. I could get – I can't find the rest of the cards, so I mean, those are some of the ones I remember off the top of my head. Uh, mm. of what's going on? But everybody knows the fast lane is taking place this this Sunday. Uh, mm. Oh yeah, the pre-show is going to have the United States Championship uh, defended on the pre-show. Uh, okay, I have a question. I have a question. Okay. Okay. Why are any ty- Why are any type of titles defended on the pre-show? Good question. Like really? I don't know. I really don't know. I just, uh, I just find I mean, that to be absolutely dumb to me. That honestly, that does nothing to Felicio's push, and it also is a slap in the face to Alberto Del Rio. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you have a guy that that you're obviously trying to push into the direction up to some kind of direction, and you have Alberto Del Rio, who's a former world champion, multi-time world champion. My my might I add? Right. I mean, why would I mean seriously? I guess that's how they feel. They that's how they feel. They won't put that as a as a pre-show match. Um, and yeah. I I can't explain it, but whatever it is, what it is. Wow. Okay. Um, I actually just pulled on to a story. You can say breaking news. You can say this is actually breaking news. 
Nike okay. has terminate Nike has terminated the contract of Manny Pacquiao. Oh, on wow. his anti, on his anti-gay comment, he made a comment saying that gays and lesbians are worse than animals because animals had sex with the opposite gender. Well, shit. <laughs> hey, yeah, would I be wrong if I wanted to laugh? Yeah, I'm like sitting here like, well. Shit, that's that's fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, what? I mean, I'm actually reading it. I'm I'm reading this now. Like, mm-hmm. seriously? Well, he said, I, mean, I mean, gays and lesbians, gays and lesbians were worse than animals because animals had sex with the. Animals have sex with the opposite gender, like nigga. Hey, that's how you feel. Like, that's how wait, he does feel. he really? Like, nigga, do you know what? He's about to get a serious backlash from that community, like nigga. They about to hit him like they did him and them back in the day. Listen. Pacquiao took a lot of blows. Look, Pacquiao went and fought Money Mayweather finally, and I think a couple of those blows that he took from Money Mayweather probably fucked his brain up. Because you know, got because you can't be in the right frame of mind. You cannot be in the right frame of mind and and make a statement like that against the gay and lesbian community and not expect the payback. There's way too many people in the gay and lesbian community, whether they are part of that community. Uh, themselves or their supporters of that community, like myself, I am a supporter of the gay lesbian community. A couple, a few of my friends are gay, are gay, or of that alternative lifestyle. You're gonna catch hell. You're gonna catch a payback, and you're gonna lose out on a lot of things. Making statements like that, so Manny Pacquiao, like like a, like Huggy Lowdown would say, you are the banner of the week, 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 week. Okay. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, all jokes aside, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry. It, it kind of made me chuckle. But <laughs> yeah, that's one of those comments that you do not say publicly. You do not say when you're in front of anything. Hell, that's one of those conversations that you shouldn't even say in front of the mirror because you never know what's behind that mirror. Right. And that's what he doesn't realize. You never yeah. know who's listening. You never know who's listening. That's shit. I read that shit. Oh, my! even my girlfriend thought this shit was funny. That's what's up. That's crazy, man. That's so crazy. I'm just saying. Oh, well, well, like, I mean, like I, I, honestly, in my mind, the, the uh, Kevin Hart nigga pop, part just popped up in my mind. Yeah, you know this song. You know this song from uh, uh, Life of My Pain. Help me, nigga! <laughs> Help me! <laughs> yes, that that nigga part, that, that part just hit me like I mean, this fool said gays gays and lesbians are worse than animals. At least animals 
have sex with the had sex with the opposite opposite gender like Manny, bruh. You can't say you can't say those stuff like that in front of the in front of the mic. Nope. They just gonna they just gonna send a leash a leash mob on him like they just come yep. in with burnt they come in with fire and pitchforks. Oh yeah, they are definitely. Speaking oh. of Kevin Hart, though, you said the Kevin Hart strike came in here. Speaking of Kevin Hart, you see that Batman, his that three point shot uh, competition he had against that one player at All Star Weekend. Let's get into All Star Weekend. I want to talk about that. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that uh, three pointer that he, he had a uh, uh, he went one on one in a three point uh, shootout contest against um, shit. What's that Batman name for the uh, Warriors? The track looking good. Yeah, I forget that Batman's name. I forget that Batman's name too. It come back to me, but yeah, he hit, he hit, he hit the the winning shot at the buzzer though. Yeah, I know. Kevin Hart actually tied him. I was like, holy shit, let me find out. Let me find out. Kevin Hart got some game out on him, and he out there tied that Batman. And still, all he got was a ribbon. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I mean, that that was straight cold. But but bruh, bruh, can we talk about first the three point shootout though? Can we talk about that before we get into what we really need to talk about though? Oh yeah, let's do it. Steph Curry, what man? Yeah, I thought against he, Draymond. I thought he had it. Draymond Shrek Green. Let me say something. Steph Curry was job was raining fire down was was make, making it rain on him, but his teammate went out there and made it made it down for it though. Okay. Yeah, I was a shock though. I didn't think I thought that Steph had that one locked had had that one locked up. Especially before the championship round, man, where he made on that when he made that comeback on the last two racks, man, he was just dropping he was just dropping buckets. So I was like, Oh, he was like Booga, Booga. I was like, Okay. I see you Steph. I see you Steph. I see you now. Then his teammate came in, in that championship round and said, Nah, bruh, I, I play I like I me and you are teammates. I see what you do, I can do just like you, dog. And he showed him too. He he did his damn he did his damn thing. That was that was I'm not gonna lie. That was entertaining. That was definitely a very entertaining uh uh competition to watch. But I, I think we all know But we all know what was really entertaining. What's that? The damn dunk contest, dude. I haven't seen a dunk contest that good since two thousand. Honestly, the only reason last year's was worth watching was because of Zach Levine. He was the entire highlight of that dunk contest. So the final round was Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. And, of course, Aaron Gordon won because he did a – he took the ball between – he took the ball underneath both legs Catching it off, catching on someone else, like like that had to be a great. That was an amazing dunk. I'm not gonna lie. 
I mean, watching it in slow motion, you're like, oh, wow. That's a fucking amazing dunk. Like, shit. Mm-hmm. That might be the prettiest dunk I've seen in a very long time. I mean, shout out to Team LNS for, for repeating the three-point contest and the slam dunk contest back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. You light-skinned niggas, man. <laughs> hey, hey, don't hate. Don't hate. I hate shit. <laughs> we, done took o- we done took over. We done took so over. So, me, man. That nigga Levine, though, man, like, that dude was freaking sick with it, though. I'm, like, sitting there watching. I I swear to God, I'm at the tinderbox. I'm barely paying attention to what's going on until the three-point shootout came on and then the dunk contest came on. Three-point shootout came on, I had my, it had my full attention. And I'm watching that joint seeing Steph Curry. Then I see the dunk contest. Next thing I know, all I'm seeing is, like, does that. I'm like, whoa, wait, like. Hold up. This, oh, oh, my Lord Jesus. Like, Lord Jesus, this is what the dunk contest is supposed to be all about. You know, the dude from Orlando I mean, doing the joint where he put it between the legs. Like you said, put it between the legs. Yeah, yeah put it between the legs. Off the mat, holding, with the mascot holding it. I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That just happened? Like, did yeah, that just really happen? I'm yeah, like, holy shit. Or like how the mascot was spinning on the hover thing, and he still caught it and did the thing with the between the legs. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's ignorant. What are you doing? I'm like, that was ignorant. <laughs> that, I mean, that was, like I said, that was a very beautiful duck. Like, yes. I mean, I was I was impressed. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Did this nigga just really do this? Like, I mean, am I really seeing this on live television? Like, I mean, I actually had to see the, I actually had to, See the videos that was on uh, Facebook, because I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, whoa, hold up, that was a that was a very impressive duck. I mean, you don't see too many people taking a ball underneath both legs like that. Like, I mean, Eric Gordon Young, like he he did the damn thing. I mean, I'm not taking nothing away from Zach Levine, but. Gordon just wanted it more. He took it to that. He he took it to that to that extra. That extra, he went the extra mile with it. Indeed, indeed. Uh, now let's talk about this All Star game. I don't even know if I want to call it that no more. I mean, honestly, this this was just like what the fuck. I barely the watched score it. At, the score at I mean, that time was ninety-two to ninety. They set records. They set records for most combined uh, points scored in an All-Star game, both in a quarter, a half, and in a game. Like yeah. I'm just like um, I'm like okay. It All was right. terrible. I mean, it was terrible. It, it was like like I mean, for real. I mean, it, it was like playing 2K on easy, on rookie. With, nah, the way it was playing, it was like playing NBA Street Volume Run on, on, on rookie. Yeah, this was like playing NBA Jam on rookie with the cheat codes 
where you had the little where you had the little uh, spot points at. Where you uh stand on a uh, little number and you make a shot, you get that many points. You get that m- amount of points. Oh, I remember that. I used to like that joint though. I used to like that though. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I was question. I was killer battles with that. <laughs> especially, especially with the Bulls. I was killing Pamela for BJ Armstrong and Scotty Pepper. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. The final score. Oh. It, was, it, was, it was just pointless. Like, I mean, ah, uh, God. It was like defense fucking was non existent. Um,. I mean, he was not as good because they were coached by Ty, they were coached by Tyron Lue. That's all. Okay, all right, okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know, Popovich coached the West too, so it's like, nigga, that's your boy. Uh, I mean, I mean, we already know the the All Star game is pretty much like, I mean, defense optional, but for real, the score, the final score was <clears throat> the Western Conference one hundred and ninety six. Eastern Conference, 173. Shinduckery. That's all I got to say about that. Shinduckery. That is absolute fuckery. Like, you will never <laughs> see no score like that when Jordan, when Jordan Barkley, Malone, Ewing, Olajuwon, Dave Robinson, Reggie Mella, fucking Clyde Drexler, John Stockton, Gary Payton, Sean Chip, all of them were playing. You never saw that. That would have never happened. It's a new game. New game, dog. New yeah, game. I, I forgot. I forgot. The NBA is a complete bitch league now. <laughs> I mean, fuck. They might as well goddamn invest more money into the WNBA and put them on the fucking biggest. Put them on the bigger stage because fuck it, they play like they got bigger balls than the NBA do. Speaking of WNBA, just real quick, they start their their historic 20th season in existence this coming May. Can you th- think about that? 1996, a professional women's league was created, and there was only like a handful of teams. And now 20 years later, it's like it's it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think the WNBA was bigger back in '96 than it is now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when it when it first came out, I mean, I mean, everyone was really into it. Like, I mean, Cynthia yeah, Cooper became too. my household name. Yeah, you had the star power: Cynthia Cooper, uh, Lisa Leslie, Rebecca Lobo, Cheryl, Cheryl Swoops, Tina Thompson. Yep. You had you nah, had the Yeah, you, you, you had you had the you had the star power. You had the star power. You don't really have star power nowadays. Technically you still do. I mean you still have Candace Parker. You still have okay. Skylar Diggins, who was possibly the biggest star right now. Okay. You still have Brittany Reiner. So I mean you have star power in the WNBA. Oh, true, true that. I mean, I guess I can't. I, I guess I wouldn't know because I really don't watch it. Not nothing against them. I just don't watch it. 
You know what I'm saying? I just wonder has had had the Washington Mets that even won the NBA championship yet? Has WNBA championship yet? No. Okay. What like that they, doesn't surprise they me. haven't even been to a final. That doesn't surprise me. Nope. Not at all. That doesn't surprise. Me. All right. Let's get into some football talk here now. Let's get into some football talk here. Fuck, fuck, fuck football talk. You know, this is the first. This is the first weekend without football. Uh, you know, going on. You know, two bowls last week. We already got Super Bowl chat. Now we look at the off season. A lot of things going on. Yes. And one of the things going on that's you know caught the attention of everybody is that uh, contract talks have broken off. Uh, between the Washington Redskins and quarterback Kirk Cousins. Uh, uh, why am I not surprised here? I mean, but of course Kirk Cousins don't want a Hoover deal, which is which I can't blame him for. Now, the real question is, do the Washington Redskins use their franchise tag on him, or do they yeah. let him test the waters on free agency? I've been saying, dude. I've been saying this shit since even before we we our playoff game. Franchise tag this dude. Franchise tag him and see what he could do with another year under his belt as a starter. Okay, see what he could do with another year under his belt as a starter, and then let's talk about getting him the big money contract. But. If you talking about giving him a big money contract now? No. No, no. because he could turn around next year and end up being a complete shit, fragile, injury prone, and we always got to go to Colt McCoy and, or, or something like that, and then what? You can waste the money on this dude, and then he don't pan out. You need the franchise tag. They need the franchise tag, Kurt. Let him prove himself. He's got to give him another year to prove himself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's been in the league for four years. Yes, I get that. He's going to a fifth season. I get that. But you know what? He needs to prove himself as a starter. Don't – I mean, we made that mistake one time before with our fat-ass Haynes were. He had one good season. They wanted to sign to a $100 million contract. What happened? He wasn't shit. So let's not make not that same mistake thing. again. Let's not make that same mistake again. Make Kirk Cousins prove himself one more season, and then if he does the same thing he did this year or even better, then, like Deion Sanders would say, pay that man. Till then, franchise tag him. That's my thought on it. Franchise tag him. All right, here's my thoughts on this. Uh, I'm not sure I- I'm not even sure. I want the franchise segment. I mean, I'm looking at the cap room. I'm looking at we still have RG3 on the roster. For them to franchise tag Kirk Cousins, if they really wanted to, why is RG3 still on the Skins roster? Because the league, they have to wait for the league year to start in order for them to make a move. And I'm pretty sure they're going to trade him. They're not going to release him because if they release him, they got to pay him a lot of money if they release him outright. But, but, I mean, honestly, if Kirk Cousins is the guy that you go behind, you know you're not going to get really nothing for RG3. Nobody is really going to pick up their contract. 
I mean, you you write about that, but at the same time, if you need a Bible backup that'll learn that can learn your system, or you have a system that fits a skill set, you know why not? You know, a team like Houston or a team like you know Cincinnati, not Cincinnati, but uh, a team like Kansas City, a team like Houston, teams that need a quarterback. They'll probably look at something like that, you know? I mean, I understand that. However, however, they technically they can release them now. Yeah, they can. But, again, they're going to take a very big cap hit if they do it now, and especially if they're thinking about either signing Kurt to a long-term deal or franchise tagging him, they can't afford – Excuse me. To take that kind of cap hit, you know what I'm saying? They can't afford to take that kind of cap hit by, uh, you know what I'm saying? By 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 just outright releasing uh, Griffin from his contract. It's a lot of economic crap. There's a lot of economics that go into it. It's just like it seems like it's a very complicated situation, which will explain why, you know. Kurt and his representatives have stepped away from the table. Honestly, I commend Scott for not giving in. I really do. Because, I mean, if Dan Snyder was really in charge of this, Kurt Cousins would have a, he would have a Ryan Tannehill type of contract. One that we really can't really afford. Because, I mean, we have a we still have pieces that we have to bring in. Via free agency, via the draft. I mean, we still got we still got some holes to fill, especially in our secondary, especially with our middle linebacker situation. Hell, we need to we need to use a new center. Also, I don't even think I don't even think Kirk Cousins is just a franchise tag. If one player that I can see getting franchise tag, I think it will be Pop Rose. Especially I don't know, but especially if they can't come to a contract with him, because I mean, think about it. Pop Rose, I mean, Pop Rose did a great, he did a great job this year. He's the best nose tackle we've had since we started running the three four. He has made a, he has made some impact towards our defense, but I mean, we had, we've had a lot of injuries. We've had a lot of players, I mean, so on, so on. So, I mean, with all that said, I mean, shoot, I mean, Paro still did his thing. He still clogged up holes, like. Yeah, but, I mean, I think you can, I think they can sign Paro for a pretty reasonable uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that he can't. I'm not saying that he can't. But I mean, if if so, that it doesn't happen. Because I mean, he's earned his one year. Di- he's he did well in his uh one year prove it deal. He did well. He did beyond expectations. I mean, you know, tackle. We're not looking for him to lead the league in sacks. We're looking for you to cause corruption up the middle. 
right. disrupt the middle. I mean, technically right. he did that. I mean, we didn't have the right pack. We didn't have the right linemen. We didn't even have our starters as far as linemen with them all season. I mean, fuck, Stephen Stephen Pierre. He got hurt early in Mr. Oden. Mm-hmm. We still, yeah. I mean, we had Jason Hatcher somewhat. And Chris Becker, I ain't going to lie, Chris Becker actually had a decent season. Big Swaggy. That's my man, Big Swaggy, though. <laughs> so I would love I to see this where this. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, like, I mean, I see where you're coming from. Like, he did do – he was great, you know, in the middle of that 3-4 defense and everything like that. Like I said, I really think that in, you know, with this team, the fact that we have not had a situation where we had a starting quarterback who played well this season and has a chance to go into the next season with that momentum, I don't think – I think that Scott that Scott McLuhan – is going to be smart about this. Like I said, he can sign Potros to a very reasonable uh, deal to keep him in D.C. another a couple another couple of years and everything like that. But I think his primary focus should be on, you know, keeping Kirk Cousins in the burgundy and gold, especially given the fact that he does have, you know, the only other thing though is being being able to keep guys like you know maybe keep D Jackson, um, Garcon um, close by you know in in the fold here, in order to you know make life easier for Cousins in that offense. You know, Alf as well or whoever is back there running back. Honestly, the best thing for Scott to do is whatever is best for the team. I mean, we still got pieces that we need. And that's what Scott is. That's what Scott's main focus is. Yes, we do need stability, but at the same time, we need a team that can go out there and pretty much win. I mean, we still don't know what Kirk Cousins is capable of doing. So honestly, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't invest too much into Kirk Cousins. Honestly, I don't even think we should really franchise him. I say reason why I say franchise tag him is so he can prove himself. Because it takes more than just one year. Even though you set franchise do franchise records in several categories, it takes a lot more than just that one year to say, Okay, we need to give you a big money contract. So that's why I say franchise tag him to see what you have in him. And if he is, if, you know, 2015 wasn't a fluke, if 2015 he was legit, you know, if 2016 is the same as 2015 where he was he's legit, then, man, put ink on the damn contract for a long-term deal. There's your franchise quarterback. Yeah, I'm still not so uh... – but I mean, I will sit back and see what's going to happen. There was something. There was something else in terms of football that you wanted to that you wanted to discuss with with the people. What, 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 what's uh, on your actually, mind? It's, it's, it's actually two. Um, one of uh, uh, Pittsburgh still a great uh, James Harrison 
will be returning for another season. Uh, yeah. This news actually broke earlier this morning. Um, he made an announcement saying that he's going to play another year of football. For those who know James Harrison, he's a former defensive player of the year. He's also one of the. He's also a great outside linebacker. I mean, this guy does. This guy has always done his job to the best of his ability. Um, this is a guy, but he will also be 38 coming into the season, turning 39. So this should be interesting. I mean. I guess he's saying if Blunder Fletcher could do it, fuck it, why not? Right. I mean that would be good. I mean he's he's always been a very a very feared a fear and menacing uh, presence on the defense on the steel on the Steelers side of the ball. And I mean I'm sure that they are very excited to see him coming back to the to the, the black and gold. And try to win, try to you know win win that ring. Yeah, win one more. Yep, want to see if he can win one more. I mean, I think he would be. I think he's definitely a second or third ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, based on his career, yes. He's definitely a second or third ballot Hall of Famer. He's not a first ballot. Nothing against him, but I just don't think he would get on get in on the first ballot. I think he'll get on either the second or third ballot. Unless he wins a ring this coming season, 2016-2017 season, if he wins a ring, then he might be in the conversation for possibly first ballot, but most definitely second ballot. Well, in my opinion. If he wins, an- if he wins another ring, because he already has two. Mm, okay. He already has two. What was the- yeah, so what was the other – Thing you want to start, oh, talk to the people. About. Actually, want to squeeze one more in because I mean, technically, we still have a lot of time. Um, article that. that I posted earlier into the group. Um, off-season question: Should the Should the Redskins bring back Colt McCoy? Man, crap! You're putting me on the spot. Uh, shit. Yes. Yes. They should, and here's why: He knows the system. He's already established as a good as a good back as a backup in in this city behind uh, Kirk Cousins. And I mean, like I said, RG three is gonna pretty much be gone by next month. You know, RG three's time here in DC is pretty much done. He's gonna be gone by you know next month. So I mean, you. What are you going to really do? Are you going to really go out and try to get a backup in free agency? I mean, you could, and they can learn the system, what have you, what have you, but why do that when you have somebody already here that knows the system, that knows how the system works, and is familiar with the personnel? So I would say – I think RG did learn the system. I mean, by sitting on the bench, I – I think he did learn how to by watching by watching Kirk Cousins. He learned how to be a pocket passer, how to get rid of the ball. So it should be interesting in the next in within the next month. Um, another story I want to break. This is actually going to be our main topic. Uh, 
high school football player turns down 12, scholar, 12 football scholarships after seeing the Succession movie with Star and Will Smith. Mm-hmm. John, John Costillo of Mars High School in Pittsburgh decided that his health is more important than any of those opportunities. He turned down He's now switching from football to sticking to straight basketball. What are your What are your thoughts on the whole concussion situation and EDE? It's a serious problem. It is a very serious problem in football. And you know, back during the the olden days of football, you know, nobody gave a fuck about concussions. I mean, somebody go out there and get hit upside the head. They be woozy, have a headache for a while, they go right back in there. I mean, Ronnie Watt amputated his finger to get back out in the game, for Christ's sake. So they really didn't give a damn about getting hit upside the head and being all woozy. But exactly. they didn't realize at the time that taking so many of those shots to the head and being that woozy and still going on would lead to uh, something like this, CTE, which is caused, you know, which is a degenerate. A, a degenerate brain disease. It causes your brain to basically just continue to degenerate down to nothing. You know, it's almost like Alzheimer's. Um, and then, you know, this kid right here turns down all these football scholarships and sticks to basketball because it is all, you know, watching the movie. That's like, like my boys would say, that boy's smart. That boy's smart. And I'm going to tell you why he's smart, because he sees what's what's going on in terms of concussions. Even though the league is, quote-unquote, doing everything they can to make the game safe, the only way you're going to make the game safe is if you have to make them pull a flag off of somebody's waist and play flag football. This is a game that's always going to be violent. Always going to be rough. Always going to have hits, you know, hit the helmet to helmet hits, whether it's accidental or purpose or purposely. It's going to happen. And this kid knows that. And he knows that, you know, there's no cure for CTE. And he knows that too many hits to the head is going to happen. So he's doing a smart thing. And he's getting into a sport where he runs less of a risk or something like that. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Smart man. If you can get a scholarship playing another sport that's a little bit less, that gives you less, a lot less of a risk of, a, of, of developing a degenerate brain disease, why not? Matter of fact, I'm I'm tempted. I don't even want my. I really don't even want my son to get into football. I mean, granted, if he wants to do it, I'm not going to hold him back. I'm going to support him, but I'm going to be very nervous about it in hopes that he'll do the research and then be like, okay, maybe I don't want to play football. Mm-hmm. Okay. this is. I mean, here's what I stand with this. I mean, I have nothing against what this young man decided to do because, I mean, concussions are a serious issue, not just in football, but in other sports as well. I mean, hockey. Pro wrestling, boxing. I mean, any contact sport. Especially pro wrestling. Especially pro wrestling. Especially. I mean, that it just caused Daniel Bryan to retire. 
Exactly. So, I mean, I don't knock him for wanting to still be an athlete, but wanting to protect himself. But if my future son wanted to play football, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny him the opportunity because of what could possibly happen to him. I mean, it's a part of the game. Injuries come with every sport. Concussions come with more than one sport. I mean, it happens. Hell, I had a concussion while I wasn't playing sports. You can get a concussion from anywhere. You can get one from at work. You can get one yeah, off the street. You get a concussion from off the street. I mean, it happens. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that you can protect yourself at all times. I mean, shit happens. I mean, that's the way of life. I was say, what kind of freaky diggy shit you been doing? You got a concussion outside work. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, uh, when I was 16, I was I was hit by a car. And I oh, my. Yeah. I suffered a concussion. Ouch. Yeah. So, I mean, that's outside of sports. I mean, at work. I mean, I know people that had work incidents that led to concussions. I mean, you can that can happen anywhere, anytime, anyway. Like, I mean, you can't you cannot protect yourself against. You cannot protect yourself at all times. I mean, shit happens. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like I said, I would not prevent my son if he wanted to play football. I mean, every parent is always going to be concerned and worried about their child's safety because, I mean, that's what parents do. Exactly. At the same time, all we can do as parents is hope and pray that for the best, that our child does not suffer anything severe or life-threatening or hell, something that can be permanent. Like, everyone prays for that. But we all have those same worries. But um, there's nothing wrong with wanting to think about your health before you get to the point where you no longer have your health. So I commend this young man for wanting to to switch sports and focus on basketball opposed to football. So, I mean, I, I can't get mad at that. But at the same time, if my child wanted to pursue football seriously, I'm not going to prevent him from doing it. I mean, at the end of the day, football is a fun game. I mean, it's the ultimate team game. Right. It is. But, I mean, that that but like you said, that concern is, is going to be there, especially given the fact that a lot of these, you know, older players are coming up and they're coming up with CTE, like like Junior Say, the late Junior Say, the late Kenny Stabler. Um, I'm pretty sure that guy. I'm pretty sure Troy Aikman has CTE. That man's career was ending on a concussion. I'm pretty sure he has it. I'm pretty sure Brett Favre has CTE. There are a lot of players who played in that era who probably have CTE right now, and probably haven't even been diagnosed yet. I mean, I understand that, but again, I mean, there's players that, there's athletes that also have CTE. 
outside of football players. I mean, like I said, it can happen. It can happen, period. <laughs> I know what it's like to have concussions and seizures and shit. I've been there. I've done it. But all, that wasn't even a football injury. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, injuries can come from anywhere. Concussions can come from anywhere. There's no guaranteed way to prevent yourself from being in that position. Because, I mean, shit happens. You can get, you can be in a, a bad car accident and suffer a concussion. Hell, you could be doing something at work and something happens and you have a concussion. Yeah, this is true. This is very, very true. That's why, you know, I, I, that's why I commend the young man. I mean, I can, I see where his, his heart and his mind are and everything mm-hmm. like that. And, I mean, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, until there is an actual cure, for CTA or ways to, you know, really limit concussions. I mean, this is just something that's going to be talked about for years and years to come. Years and years to come. You know what I'm saying? Hell, I mean, mm-hmm. NBA players get concussions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when they fall on that damn hardwood, that hardwood ain't cotton candy. It's not. It's literally hardwood. I mean, concuss- like you said, concussions are everywhere. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, soccer players get I mean, a lot of times they go to headbutt the ball, they end up headbutting each other. And shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, concussions are pretty much I know hockey players get it. I know hockey players get it. Baseball players probably get, you know, getting hit with fast the helmets and everything like that, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, let's see. We mentioned already, poor wrestlers get it before. I mean, Daniel Bryan had to retire because due to concussions. I think Christian had to retire from active in-ring competition because he had too many concussions. Um, so concussions are a part of a lot of sports. I think the main thing, though, is that certain sports, the, the likelihood of concussion is a lot less than others is, you know, basically the ultimate sort of uh, – is basically the ultimate, the ultimate sort of uh, standpoint of that. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue that. You know, some sports you get you, – I mean, all sports you get a concussion, but some less than others. I, I'll give you that. Because, I mean, technically, you're right. I mean, concussions happen in all sports, but certain sports happen less than others. So I'll give you that. I, I mean, golf, I mean, golf, you rarely hear of anybody getting concussion unless somebody hits a golf ball and hits them upside the head with it, which with them professionals out there, it's not, you know, it doesn't really happen very often. Now, if it was me out there, they probably would, it would probably happen, but okay, all right. We'll never talk about something. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think I want to play golf with you. 
this is a true story. I, you know, we got time. This is a true story. One time, early on when I was playing, when I start, first started playing golf, I made the mistake. I was in a fairway bunker, and I made the mistake I was going to try to hit out of a fairway bunker with a fairway wood. The ball squirted sideways and came within inches of hitting my friend who was standing to the right of me upside his head. And he was standing to the side of me, and it almost hit him upside the head. So I'm not that bad, but I've been bad before. I mean, technically, we all been bad at sports. I mean, I've been bad. I mean, when I first started playing pool, eh, I was bad at that. I mean, there were times that I would shoot the cue ball off the table. So, like I said, we've all been bad at, at something. Mhm. Yeah, to be bad before you be good. This is true. This is this is very true. Well, um, let's see. I think we have another. Do we have another sports? I know we got another sports topic to think about. I still can't get over the the the, the soccer player killing the referee though, and then they still haven't caught this dude. Like, how the fuck do this dude? Do do that, and still, man, it's still it's still on the loose though. Like I don't get that. Like especially if it happened yeah. in the damn arena. Okay. Um. One, he's in Argentina. If he was in the U.S., I'm sure they would have caught him by now. Sue, he was smarter than Breaker Root. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Okay. I'm just saying, I mean, he was smart enough not to hide inside of a trunk of a car. Hey, man, still... leave Ray Ray alone. <laughs> leave Ray Ray alone. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, yes, it has been, what, how many years since he's done it? Was it 13? No, it's been more than that. Oh, no, no, no. It's been more than that. Uh-oh. It's been about. Oh, it's been some years since he's done that. It's what about sixteen, sixteen, it's seventeen about, years. It's about almost seventeen years since he since that has happened. That's funny. Exactly. That's so funny. Like, I'm just saying, like, I mean, maybe he was able to escape the country. If they haven't found him yet, I don't think he's still in Argentina. I think he got the fuck out as soon as possible. I mean, clearly there was no security that was able to stop him. Or police right. on the facility. Um, so, yeah. He's he's possibly in another country by now. Yeah, probably. I'm just saying, I mean, that's what I would do. I mean... If I'm wanted for murder, um, yeah. I'm in, I'm going to another country. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll yeah, change my kidding. name, change, I'll change everything about me. But I will not be in the country where I committed my murder. If I'm able to escape, I'm gone. There you go. Oh, yeah, just, you know, a couple other little news tidbits here. Um, 
New England Patriots linebacker Gerard Mayo has announced his retirement. Uh, the 29-year-old is retiring after eight seasons with the Patriots. Uh, walking away, after, he, he posted an Instagram post saying, quote, Pat's memories will always hold a special place in our hearts. Uh, Mayo won a Super Bowl with the team when they defeated the, Saint, the uh, Seattle Seahawks back in 2014. So that I think that goes back to what we were just talking about with the concussion thing. I mean, look at that. Gerard Mayo is 29 years of age and saying, I'm done with football. I'm done. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you have to be able to say, you have to know when your body can't take it no more. To the point where you're more concerned about your health than getting that check. Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes Indeed. down to it. I mean, I mean, that money is not guaranteed to last forever. So mm-hmm. you have to you have to protect yourself. Uh, another quick little news tidbit: um, Greg Jackson, who's a former player for the NFL, played for the NFL for twelve years, is uh, going to be coaching in the NFL. He's going to he's um, he's going to he was hired by the Dallas Cowboys to become their new safeties coach, according to multiple outlets. Uh, Jackson began his coaching career at Idaho in 2003, was recently the defensive backs coach for the Wolverines of Michigan. So now he's going to be heading down to to Dallas and becoming their safeties coach, even though I'm pretty sure that even if he were coaching them, they probably still couldn't cover, they couldn't cover up anybody with a blanket, though. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah, they really couldn't. Um, they could use all the help they can get. Because, I'm sorry, Brandon Carr is still some ass. And y'all don't have a respectable safety worth worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah. And um, one final little news tidbit. Um, Tiger Woods' niece. This is a golf tidbit. Tiger Woods' niece is actually playing in a professional golf tournament this coming week. Cheyenne Woods, a 25-year-old niece of former number one player in the world, Tiger Woods, um, is playing in the um, Women's Australian Open, which began which begins Thursday, which is already Thursday in South Af- South Australia. She, this is going to be her second year competing on the professional circuit for the young uh, for young Miss Woods. And, like, hopefully she has, you know, her career goes a little better, you know, than her uncle's in terms of wins, in terms of wins, top ten finishes, and not having too many dicks in her hole. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, I would hope that she would have a career at least as equal to her uncle's. Because, I mean, I mean – Tiger Woods had had I mean for the half part of his career, he's been the most dominant player in the world. I mean it is what it is. I mean, but over the years like those say, injuries have slowly. Into... Yeah, I, yeah I mean, I, I just hope that she doesn't run into the same issues that he did in terms of you know 
not putting on other people's greens and everything like that. Okay, all right. And you want to okay. go ahead? Okay. okay. Um, yeah, we're going to close this. Yeah, while, 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 um, yeah. Uh, we actually do have someone that wants to come on. Uh, uh, 7889, you're on. Welcome to the Scout Box. Hello. Well, good evening, fellas. How are you all? Oh, we're Hello. great. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I just wanted to say I've been listening about the concussions discussion you all had, and it's true, you know, because I played sports myself. You know, I played basketball, and I did swimming and all, and boxing myself. I actually got an in basketball. I got an injury. I got a concussion from playing basketball. I got someone blocked my shot and hit me up against the wall, and it hit my head, and I was knocked unconscious. Oh, wow. Yeah, Ouch. when I was 16, I had a big goose egg on my head, and then I woke up and I didn't and I didn't realize like I didn't realize what the hell happened because I was asking what the hell happened, what the hell happened, and it was like, oh wow, wow, I was like, in a daze, I was on a, str- I remember hitting the, I remember hitting the mat on the, I remember hitting the wall, and then just being gone. I just remember hit, seeing the floor and then gone. And then I woke up on a stretcher. Uh, I was like, it's it's real out here. Concussions are very serious. And <clears throat> and they can have long-term effects if not treated properly. Because yeah. I remember I was so upset about not being able to play for, like, two weeks. Because I was very competitive when I was growing up. And I just didn't know how to take that. But now that I'm hearing more and more about these concussions and what they can do, it's scary. People die in their sleep, people snap, all that kind of stuff. And even suffer permanent disability. It's crazy. And like y'all said, y'all can't protect yourselves at all times. And I even have a nephew who's seven years old. He plays football. He got a concussion this past season. Boy, did I freak out. He was laying on the ground for about three minutes. Crazy, ain't it? It's it's a crazy crazy game, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah, it is. Bless you. Bless Bless you. you. Thank you, guys. But, um, no Y'all have had a beautiful discussion this evening about the All-Star game and all the stuff having to do with sports, and I enjoy listening every week. Well, we definitely thank you for, for, for listening. Oh, uh, it's my pleasure. Carla, uh, do you want to introduce yourself or not? My name is Tristan. Oh, so you, Okay. All right, well, it's a pleasure that I get to finally speak to you and meet you. Everybody else has. I feel like I'm like I feel like the redheaded stepchild over here. Just saying. Well, it's my pleasure speaking with you all, especially you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tristan, champ, champ, Tristan. Okay. Y'all champ. Been pleasure to meet you. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Glad you like I say, glad you're supporting the show and everything like that. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate it, and I've always been a, I love radio anyway, 
So, tell, it was a good show. Why not tune in and support the local talent? That's right. That's that. Yeah. That's the mission. Make sure you, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? Tell a friend to tell a friend. Absolutely. I will definitely do that. Yeah, go ahead. No, we don't. You don't got to tell me twice. I know that's yeah, right. Tell them, tell them, I mean, we offer sports and we offer sports, humor, and our, brutus, our brutally honest opinion. That's right. And I love that because I am a, I'm the queen of giving my honest opinion about any and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't hold back. Not at all. Yes, what's up? All right, any final words? We have like 97. Oh, shit, no, we don't. We what? got 10. <laughs> oh, y'all got 10, 10, minutes, 10 seconds? Well, I just wanted to say I'm out. And I'm going to be still listening, and thank you for having me tonight. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate oh, it. thank you. Appreciate you. Hey. Oh, man. That was, I, I, I got I to gotta thank, thank Tristan for uh, calling in. Um, well, this well, this actually does it. Like, we're actually out of time. Um, wow. So I'm going to go ahead and do the rundown. Um, tomorrow night uh, is my chat. Hosted by DC Super Champ, Queen Poison, the Bishop Eddie. Friday night is his and hers. And Sunday we have the refresh. That is our lineup. Uh, we'll see y'all again next week. Oh yeah, hopefully I will be able to turn in, tune in. Hopefully I can. But if I can't, uh, yeah, that means we got busy at work. Um. But it's been real, y'all. On some on, on some real talk, on some real talk, it has been real. Thank y'all for listening. Please remember the skybox is on every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Two Sides of the Story channel. Holla. Bye bye. <laughs>